Ladies and gentlemen, the Scottish National Party's leader, Humza Yousaf, has had a bizarre, potentially racist rant in the Scottish Parliament. It has been claimed that the Nashville Shooters Manifesto has indeed been leaked, and ex-Home Secretary Suella Braverman is an absolute savage, and I love it. You are watching Utter Truth with Hayden Appleby. It never ceases to amaze me how the toxic culture that has been built through campaigns and corrupt organisations like BLM don't actually bring us closer to unity, to equality, but only divide us further. They are often racist themselves, arguably. But of course, the woke mob get to choose when they can be racist and when it's okay to comment on the colour of somebody's skin and when it is outrageous to do so. Well, the Scottish National Party's leader and the ex-First Minister of Scotland, Humza Yosef, has been accused of, quote, blatant racism by Elon Musk after he went on what I feel is a bizarre rant about the fact that there are people in Scotland who are white. Now, this actually took place in 2020 after the death of George Floyd, but has gone viral about two weeks ago after Musk's comment on X. So let's watch it together. I think it is rather fascinating. The Lord Justice Clark, white. Every High Court judge, white. The Lord Advocate, white. The Solicitor General, white. The Chief Constable, white. Every Deputy Chief Constable, white. Every Assistant Chief Constable, white. The Head of the Law Society, white. The Head of the Faculty of Advocates, white. Every Prison Governor, white. And not just Justice. The Chief Medical Officer, white. The Chief Nursing Officer, white. The Chief Veterinary Officer, white. The Chief Social Work Advisor, white. Almost every trade union in this country headed by people who are white. In the Scottish Government, every Director General is white. Every chair of every public body is white. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, how incredible. How... Uh, I'm, I'm almost worn out from the disgraceful word white. While we were watching that, I was in fact tallying how many times he commented on the colour of somebody's skin which is something that is usually deemed, at least by the left and the woke mob, as offensive, if not racist. But if he wants to play that game, then let's play. The Prime Minister of the UK is a member of an ethnic minority. The Mayor of London is a member of an ethnic minority. The ex-Home Secretary, who we're going to discuss in a moment, member of an ethnic minority. The Home Secretary who came before, member of an ethnic minority. The British Parliament is incredibly diverse racially with all manner of black, mixed race and white politicians. So at the end of the day, we can both sit here, Humza, and we can both cherry pick, essentially, white people, black people, mixed race people, British people, Indian people, Christians, Muslims, Sikhs. But guess what? I'm not going to do that because I think it's divisive and I'm not into looking at public figures and going, oh, they're white. Oh they're black and pointing out the colour of people's skins. Besides, 95.4% of Scottish people 
are white. So, of course, there are going to be more people in parliament and official positions who are white because 95% of the country is white. The dictionary definition of racism, my friends, is, quote, prejudice, discrimination or antagonism by an individual community or institution against a person or people on the basis of their membership of a particular racial or ethnic group. So, while it's often conservatives with a small c that are called racist or transphobic for some weird reason, I find this far more racist, hysterical and hypocritical than what most of the woke mob would claim is. Only recently it has been reported that the disgusting Audrey Hale, who walked into a Covenant school in Nashville, Tennessee and shot kids to death, wrote anti-white messaging in her manifesto. Now, I do want to note and make clear here that it's not been fully confirmed. It's been released by conservative influencer Stephen Crowder, but if accurate, they highlight, you know, this manifesto highlights how Audrey hoped to intentionally target, quote, white Christian children. Ladies and gentlemen, I am by no means suggesting that suddenly white people are oppressed or anything. But I do believe that there is actually quite a lot of anti-white messaging in the media, going around TikTok, social media, from the progressive side. And it leads to division and in some rare cases, tragic results like this. It leads to insanely far left figures like Audrey Hale having a real, true underlying hatred of white people. And it all stems from the education system too, in my opinion, from things like critical race theory. And we shouldn't be afraid, we shouldn't be nervous to call that out. Because racism is racism, and it is always wrong. You can now buy me a coffee for as little as $5 through the link in the description down below to support the work of this channel and independent media around the world. Thank you so much. Well, 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 British politics really is heating up right now. On one side, it's quite entertaining to see all the drama in Westminster. I feel like I'm in EastEnders. But on the flip side, I almost want to walk into 10 Downing Street and tell them to get a grip and actually bother with leading the country. You see... After all the calls for Home Secretary Suella Braverman to be fired by Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, which we discussed last week briefly after her, in my opinion, perfectly reasonable comments in the Times about police bias, what has he done? Well, he has caved in and given her the sack. On a fundamental level, this is just utterly ridiculous because love her or hate her, she has said much more controversial things than that the police are biased. So the fact is that, if anything, this getting her fired is just ludicrous and a sad reflection of the tyranny that we are living through, but also of the spineless nature of our unelected prime minister. But it's all right. It's all right. Nothing to panic about because she has sent an incredible letter, in my opinion, to the Prime Minister as a response to this news. And it is simply so satisfying. I have it here and we are going to take a read of some of the truth bombs that she drops within it. So she begins by saying, quote, Thank you for your phone call yesterday morning in which you asked me to leave government. While disappointing, this is for the best. She then goes on to discuss how it has been her privilege to serve as Home Secretary, how she's proud of the work that they have achieved together. 
She then gets a little passive-aggressive, saying, quote, Despite you having been rejected by a majority of party members, thus having no personal mandate to be Prime Minister, I agreed to support you because of the firm assurances you gave me on key policy priorities which she then goes on to list, very much related to migration, stopping the boats, safeguarding children in education, and so on and so forth. And then she gets, arguably, rightfully brutal. She says, quote, I trusted you. It is generally accepted that my support was a pivotal factor in you winning the leadership contest and thus enabling you to become Prime Minister. Quote, She then discusses all the work she has done, which, you know, has been met with what she claims is, quote, disregard from Rishi, saying, quote, you have manifestly and repeatedly failed to deliver on every single one of these key policies. Either your distinctive style of government means you are incapable of doing so, or, as I must surely conclude now, you never had any intention of keeping your promises. Our deal was no mere promise over dinner to be discarded when convinced and denied when challenged. Wow. She then lists further examples of his inadequacy and his lack of response to her communication before saying, quote, I can only surmise that this is because you have no appetite for doing what is necessary and therefore no real intention of fulfilling your pledge to the British people. And perhaps the line that really does sum it all up near the end of her letter, she says, essentially when she's referring to him not banning the pro-Palestinian marches, which you can either agree with or disagree with. But this line really does sum it up as such a truth bomb when she says, quote, As on so many other occasions, you sought to put off tough decisions in order to minimise political risk to yourself. Quote. Yes. Wow, wow, wow. I I do think the letter is savage, but I do also think it is very true. And I'm so, you know, as usual, Suella Braverman with a real spine. Rishi Sunak is unbelievably weak, in my opinion, to me. He seems to bow down to whatever the latest political trend is, to whatever he's being told by those maybe above him, void of real values and real political drive and movement. He fails to do what is necessary because he isn't tough. He isn't like Thatcher. He isn't like Suella. He is simply not the guy we need. All he is doing is taking a hefty salary, hoping to tiptoe through the next few years, making no noise before we have someone else voted in like most prime ministers. But sometimes you have to make noise. And I find it ironic that it's always the ones who make the noise, like, say, Suella, like, say, Donald Trump, who are discredited and slammed so much by the mainstream media. Ladies and gentlemen, that is all the time we have left for today, I'm afraid. But I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Please do watch the video on screen if you enjoyed this one. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much for watching. And let's stay independent and true in the name of the media. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.